Thanks for joining me on another episode of Two Age Sojourner. Excited to kick this off with another what, 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 what? Oh my goodness, that is terrible. What, what, Cut, whatever. Thanks for joining me uh, again and uh, tuning in for this next 10 minutes or so. And joining me again is my brother, Andre. Uh, say hi, Andre. Hi. Hi. Hello. All it's, right. It's good to be back. Yeah, good. Well, I'm, uh, we're, we're recording on Zoom and uh, we're st- slowly figuring out how to do this exactly. And uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't go over time. It seems that all the panic last time was for nothing and that we got it pretty spot on. So that was good. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you want to talk about this Wednesday, bro? Uh, well, bro, um, I have a range of different things that are going around in my head, but I don't know if they're more suitable for Theology Thursday. Like, what, uh-huh. what's, what's the real distinction between Theology Thursday and, and whatever Wednesday? Well, whatever Wednesday, we get to talk about things like accents. Um, okay. And I, you know, look, yeah, I, I suppose you could make a case for some sort of the, uh, theological outwork in there, but, but at the end of the day, that's different from theology. Andrew. Okay. Let's, I, 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 let's, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, helpful Christian stuff that you've been enjoying, like books. Helpful music. Christian stuff. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Awesome. Um, I, let well, me kick off. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you kick off. Um, but I was actually thinking, as well i just did want to like have we do people have you mentioned what church you passed have we done that part no yeah we've done that okay that's good uh have you mentioned what city you live in that's good i've mentioned that i've mentioned something of the history i i I mean i've um i've gotten i've done the whole thing about ministry way back from presbyterian well actually scripture union to presbyterian to uh st helens through to grove hill evangelical church through to right so and you mentioned the way i kind of turned you into a baptist that was awesome we mentioned that and we mentioned the way i won you over the kelvinism i'm thankful for that i'm truly thankful for that that was a that that's really what sparked off that that whole process of going back and forth on calvinism and arminianism um was so profound at no small risk to my life that yeah yeah, because we were still together in South Africa for the, well, at least part of that. Hey, and then and then I left for New Zealand halfway you, through. Yeah, that. I think you 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 only embraced it once you had left the country. Totally. No, well, a, a, a good while after I left the country. I mean, I think because we came to plant the church, and that's part of the history oh, of Grace Net. Really, yeah, it went. You went through like that hardcore stuff about having to kind of leave the sending church and then join exactly. The yeah, well, we planted a church. Um, when GraceNet was planted, it was not reformed. It was uh, charismatic. It was Arminian. It was dispensational, actually, at the so end of the day. Is it worth mentioning that you know, there is charismatic and charismatic? And yeah, we're talking about that's a good way, point. Yeah. Like all the way through the conversation, even when I'm comparing charismatics to Schleiermacher, I'm not talking about reformed charismatics or Calvinistic charismatics. That's I'm true. About, I'm talking about charismatics on the end of the spectrum. You know? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, probably, probably that's going to, if anyone heard that previous thing that we did about the charismatic comparison, uh, that, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll listen to this. Otherwise we'll just get into trouble for that. But yeah, I think that's a great, a great uh, thing to say because the reality is Benny Hinn and John Piper are both charismatic. 
that's it and they're not comparable no exactly and we wouldn't want to see them as such anyway uh you know we love john piper we don't love benny hen so the reality is there's a difference uh what i okay. do love john piper but i'm genuinely concerned about his stuff on oh boy on, um, i know we all just want our daddy to stop talking now daddy piper you've had a this good run time to retire. we love you we love you daddy and uh, like he's been saying that stuff for ages i just didn't know he's been saying it yeah I know, but you know, again, it's it's important to kind of mention what you said the other time uh, when we were talking about Dan Carson. It, you know, I mean, it's it's a problem, and I suppose, you know, I, here's the thing: I keep thinking when I when I talk to people that that are into John Piper, um, they yeah. generally aren't picking up on that sort of thing anyway. You yeah. know, it's usually it's they're bridging in from a more severe form of of uh, charismatic theology, and and he's like they can trust him because he's not denying the gifts or anything. And, uh, yeah. and they kind of just, you know, and, and usually the wow factor is, wow, Calvinism and wow, you know, yeah, God is exactly. sovereign. And, you know, for all that stuff, he's great. And then I suppose what happens is you just start piecing, you know, like, where am I in this whole thing? And what do I believe? And then you start going, oh, well, maybe I'm not exactly on the same page on Piper as Piper. And, and maybe he's actually saying some dangerous things. But it's almost like that comes later and late enough to be able to discern those things but that, that's been my experience so it's not, not you know, dangerous he came to speak at a, a men's convention here and i went to go hear him with a bunch of guys from the church and um it was in london huge venue packed out you know a uh, hundred uh, even maybe thousands i can't i don't know um and um and there was a church placarding outside against it yeah that's crazy. You know, that's and crazy. I just think that's rough. And they were, and the, the thing that got to me the most was they weren't even placarding about the worst aspects of his theology. They were, okay. they were placarding about his use of the term Christian hedonism. Right. Yeah. Oh, come on. My goodness. I mean, like, okay, fine. You might not agree with it, but seriously though, I mean, has he not yeah, qualified that thing to Well, do you know what? Just don't, don't do a sermon series on it, but don't it, placard outside the, you know. Exactly. And the it's thing is, you know, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm Kleinian through and through and, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's perhaps just in light of what this podcast is about. It's worth mentioning that John Piper is not in any way Kleinian and in fact rejects the Kleinian system that I would treasure. Um, and in fact, you know, it's not, not that he just by accident rejects it. He, he knew about it. Um, in fact, Meredith Klein wrote a, a huge thing about a very helpful article uh, about covenant theology in general, but how guys like John Piper are, are really not being helpful in, in, um, in what they're saying. And it's leading to a, uh, essentially what, what comes down to almost a, um, a fail to distinguish law and gospel. And uh, that's going to have all sorts of problems uh, at, at many different levels. But, you know, that being said, and so like I have every reason, what I'm saying is I have every reason now to go and look back at, at, at Piper and go, you know what, you know, you, you just messed it up or whatever. But the reality is I just keep thinking about, you know, even Spurgeon or anyone, anyone, I've just every single person I've ever been into in terms of their theology has really blessed me. It's helped me at the time. I, you pretty much always move past it at some level or you, you piece something together yeah. that means you're not going to agree isn't with that, them. Isn't everything. that exactly the point of that thing in Corinthians? We're like, they are all ours in Christ, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Like that's it's exactly, there's no need to, to break ties with Paul to follow Apollos or vice versa. You know, you that's right. And where, where we do feel that we need to actually say something and, and part ways and, you know, you do it with tears in your eyes and yeah. you do it, you do it like with, with grace 
trumping all things in, in that you realize the only reason you think you have anything a little bit more here is, is by grace alone. What, what do you have that wasn't given to you by God anyway? And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to stand before the same master. I mean, of course, we're not talking about heresy. Heresy is a different deal. Um, yeah. Something yeah. You know, is going to be threatening to the soul. Obviously, you have to contend for the truth, speak out against it. And what I think you're saying earlier is that if Piper keeps going unbridled, you know, you might get to the point where it's even in, it's it's seeping in. To well, I think he does. He makes enough caveats. Yeah, in order I think so too. To, to keep him safe, but he, um, yeah, I mean, it's just yes, silly little things like directly refusing the language that you can quote from scripture. I think it's just never a good idea. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, yeah, things like that. But anyway. People probably yeah. don't even know what we're talking about, about this whole issue. Well, I, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I think it's becoming more and more uh, common knowledge. And again, for, for those that start getting into um, covenant theology, especially and certainly um, anything of two kingdoms theology or, uh, uh, you know, Meredith Klein, certainly. Um, and then uh, if they have been big John Piper fans, uh, it might come as a shock to, to hear that Piper's, you know, he's he's in the reform camp and we love Pipe except except um you know he's actually on a very different page when it comes to to so much of what we feel is is vital to see Jesus at the center of scripture and um and so it's important to know that and almost prepare yourself for that at some level um because i know a lot of people have been heavily influenced by him and the only reason they're pretty much reformed today is because of John Piper and so you know you don't want to you don't want to come across um you know, as though you don't acknowledge that. I think of Spurgeon, um, you know, in the downgrade controversy and the way he died with almost everyone turning against him. You know, I yeah. just, I know it's not the same situation as Piper now, but, uh, you know, we just can't do that. We've got to make every attempt at honoring those who have been a great blessing to yeah. Christ. Uh, yeah. Even if that's the only lesson that we take from this podcast, because it is about. Wow, we're at about ten minutes. It got, it got one minute, one minute by Mark. One minute. So give Mark. us, give us what you're thinking. What's helpful in the Christian life? Okay. Well, I'm reading at the at the moment. I'm reading Michael Horton's Ordinary. Boom. That is wow. particularly Sorry. on form as something that you need to read if you listen to this podcast. So good. It's honestly like awesome. I uh, yeah. yesterday I sent uh, an email to Michael Horton. <laughs> I don't get to say that every day. Yeah, uh, I sent an email, and this was at the request of of his assistant, um, and just just asking if he would come and do a conference in New Zealand uh, about ordinary, and uh, and so we'll see what he says there. I don't want to put this out as as if I'm sort of binding him, uh, but but the reality is uh, I'm excited about that. That could happen. That could happen. Yeah. Well, that would be awesome. Would, uh, be would you come to New Zealand for that? I, I totally would. I probably won't, but I'd say in principle, I totally would. Oh, come on. We got to do it. That'd be amazing. I mean, that'd be like a once in a life. You get to meet Michael Horton. I know. What time, what time of year is the conference again? It's uh, just happened. First, yeah, it's just happened. First weekend of November every year. The, the problem is that's about Burma time for me. Uh, Burma time. It sounds Burma. like Miller time. It sounds like you get, <laughs> you've been drinking a nice beer while we've been talking. What I is have. it called? It's called Hobgoblin. Is that helpful um, for the Christian life? Definitely, yeah. Especially yeah. when you're reading ordinary. Winter, winter beer. It's a ruby. It's a ruby. You know, it's a, it's what you guys call craft beer. What we call beer. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's great. Really good beer. Yeah. All right. 
Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm properly jealous. Which word is the brewer, just in case. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining. I'm doing my wrap up now. Keep quiet, Andre. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I hope you tune in tomorrow for Thursday Theology. <laughs>